Welcome to the Game Day Tailgate Show with Black and Abdallah. Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. Here we go on a Sunday afternoon. It's Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We're going to take you into coverage of the Chicago Bears Network pregame show with Sylvie, Dion, and Lance Briggs. That's coming up at 5 o'clock. Black and Abdallah for the next two hours as we get you set for the Chicago Bears at the Los Angeles Chargers Sunday night football. The Bears are 2-5. and five, The Chargers are 2-4. and four. Abdallah, we have a lot to get to over the next two hours. We'll talk about the quarterback, second start for Tyson Bajant. How will he perform today against the Chargers? Two teams that need a win, and and especially for the Los Angeles Chargers. This is a team that's supposed to be a playoff team with championship aspirations. And the fact that they're sitting here at 2-4, and four, they desperately need a win tonight. Can the Bears upset the Chargers? That's on the top of the conversation list. But also, we have news from today from the Chicago Bears. So from today, the Bears released... This uh, they list center Lucas Patrick as questionable for tonight's game with a back injury. This was updated today. The Chicago Bears released this that Lucas Patrick is questionable for tonight. Now, the other thing to kind of consider here is he played pretty well last week in the center spot. Mm -hmm. Cody Whitehair moves the guard. Will the Bears today, if Patrick doesn't go, will they move Whitehair back to center? Or do you look for someone like Dan Feeney? to move in he has been on the injury report all week with a knee injury he was a full participant on friday but he was listed as questionable for the game tonight so we'll have to keep our eyes on that but once again the bears heading into a game where the offensive line is in flux because of an injury bears today list center lucas patrick as questionable with a back injury does doug kramer exist like that's he's, he's there on the depth chart yeah the official death chart, Dan Feeney is behind Doug Kramer. He's the fourth. Kramer's the third. Patrick is the, uh, you know, is going to try to go in there if he can. But, I mean, listen, it's 30. He's 30 years old. Sometimes you wake up and your back hurts. <laughs> you know, maybe if he goes through some stretching, he's got a lot of time to get this worked on. Go through some stretching. Maybe, you know, get some uh, those, like, electric things that they put on your back. And, like, Stim- it's, it's the stimuli. Stem, the stem, yeah, it's stimulate that a little bit. Yep. Uh, maybe he can get going, you know, warm it up a little bit. Um, but I, I don't understand can as much trouble as the bears have had at center and snapping the football. The last thing I want to see is Cody Whitehair out there like that. I don't want to see that. Um, but I, why can't Doug Kramer get some, this is a two win team. Just try him out. He's on the roster. He's healthy. Just try him out. Try, why not? I mean, he's there. You drafted him as a center. Well, you kind of, at this point, as a Bears fan, you want anyone but Co- Cody Whitehair. Absolutely. Uh, because the, the inability to get the snap and the shotgun back to the quarterback is a major problem, and you can't have that, especially a uh, second star for the young Tyson Bajan getting into this game. You need someone who's reliable being able to get the snap to the quarterback. Also, injury update from yesterday with the Bears. The Bears, uh, on their way to Los Angeles, they uh, did not take Jaquan Brisker. Safety is out for tonight with an illness. Now, if you go back to Friday, this is what Matt Eberflus had to say about Brisker. If he will continue to get better, will he play on Sunday? This was from Friday from Matt Eberflus. Yeah, if we, if we feel that he can get, we can get him into the into the game and you know get him there, we'll see what capacity that may be based on how he's feeling. Um, but we're going to give him every chance we can to uh, 
to get to the game for sure. So that lasted one day, and the Bears lose. <laughs> Jaquan Brisker as out for tonight. Eddie Jackson coming into the weekend was also questionable. So there is a chance that Jackson's not there because the last time he played, he played for two series yeah. with a foot injury. So you might enter a game tonight uh, against a very good quarterback in Justin Herbert without your two top safeties heading into this game because Brisker ruled out yesterday with his illness. Yeah, I think, you know, hopefully Eddie Jackson can go. Elijah Hicks could get some run in there. I mean, obviously, against a guy like Justin Herbert who can pick you apart, he is still a very good quarterback despite having two wins, um, especially with their receiving core, too. I think that you want Eddie Jackson out there. It is uh, a problem that Jaquan Brisker is out there. Hopefully an illness only lasts a week and he can be out there against the Saints. Um, but it doesn't, I mean, obviously it's not good for today, uh, for this game against the Chargers. Well, here's what is, um, here's what's strange about the situation. It seemed like Matt Eberflus was annoyed with the questioning from reporters on Friday because there were so many follow-ups to what does Brisker have? Yeah. Why is he still sick? When did he get sick? What's going on? Mm -hmm. And Eberflus seemed annoyed with this. Now, we're, we're in this post-COVID era, and that's why I believe the questions were, were coming towards Eberflus is sure. because the, the media, they're trying to sniff out whether or not Brisker has COVID or something else. I know that a uh, prior teammate this season had mono, mm-hmm. right? So, like, those are two illnesses that take quite some time. And Eberflus seemed annoyed with the questioning, but then again, if you just have a head cold, you're missing a football game because you have the sniffles or a head cold? You see what I'm saying? Like, like that to me is a little strange that the head coach is annoyed that the media is asking, trying to clarify what type of illness the player has. And yet a day later, they're ruling him out. He's not. I don't think he even traveled with the team. So you can't play professional football if you have a head cold. I don't know. Like, that's what I'm. That's why I think the media was right in asking the follow up questions on what was going on with Jaquan Brisker this week. Well, I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, the more we know about illnesses and how they spread, especially on planes, like maybe it was a, hey, like, we don't even want him around the team because we don't want this to get, you know, someone else to get sick and then they miss time and someone else gets sick because that can run through a locker room, whether it's just a flu or whatever it is can run through a locker room pretty quickly and we've seen teams you know whether it's college pro and whatever sport that they just you know a flu runs through a locker room and and a bunch of players get sick and they either don't perform as well as they could or they end up missing games which is the case of Jaquan Brisker whatever it is the Bears felt it serious enough to not let him travel with the team and and leave him at home and hopefully it's something he can get over with and come back from next week but I do understand like the the line of questioning, right? Like, especially with injuries, too. Like, it seems like Matt Eberflus doesn't want to let anybody know anything about any injuries or any illnesses or anything that is going on with why anybody is on the injury report whatsoever. Yeah, I, I understand not wanting to share, but, like, listing him out on Fridays, uh, on Saturday, after you said this on Friday, sounds like two completely different things. This is the Eberflus on Friday. Yeah, if we, if we feel that he can get, we can get him into the into the game and you know get him there we'll see what capacity that may be to based on how he's feeling um but we're going to give him every chance we can to uh to get to the game for sure. i don't know maybe i'm being too critical on it i just think it's like like i get you don't want to share state secrets yeah. that, that apparently like because you know i'm i'm looking at it at the most uh simplest form of a head cold right yeah 
That's a long head cold. The to sippies, have. yeah. Having well, the sippies. He, he was out the entire week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's like we all get sick from time to time. We all get the common cold. That, that's that's why I'm. I think when I saw that on Saturday that the Bears listed Brisker as out, I thought back to the line of questioning from the reporters on Friday. And it was like Lieberflus. You seemed like you were getting annoyed with the questions. Yet I think they were justified in asking the follow ups that they did. Uh, on Friday afternoon because Briscoe is not going to be available. Yeah. And you might be down your two top safeties hanging into this game against a very good quarterback. That's that's why I'm bringing it no, up. No, it's it's very concerning, especially given who you're playing. Like if this was, you know, if you were playing the Panthers today or even the Commanders or whatever, like you'd be like, okay, well, the quarterbacks aren't great right now. Like I know the Panthers just won. The Panthers now have one win for those keeping uh, an eye on the number one pick. The Panthers just won. Uh, it wasn't a great game. It wasn't high scoring. You know, Bryce Young continues to look like a, a quarterback that may have been overdrafted as the first overall pick and looking the, as short as he, <laughs> as he was, you know. Um, but it, it, Justin Herbert's a, a top 10 quarterback. Like everyone can agree that Justin Herbert is a top 10 quarterback. And this is a good offense. The defense has not been playing well, which is something uh, we can get into later. But also, you know, Herbert has not been playing well these last few games, and a lot of it has to do with the broken finger on his non-throwing hand, which you're like, well, why would that affect it? It just does. It's not. He's not. He's had his worst three-game stretch as a passer in his career. So I would say that it's it's concerning still to not have some of your top defensive guys out there for this game. Now, as we look ahead at this game tonight, uh, the quarterback Tyson Bagent gets his second NFL start. And he passed every test last week with flying colors. Everyone was very excited to see the backup last week play well. And the Bears go out and get a victory over the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And, and when you kind of look at this game specifically, and you look at Tyson Bajan, and we know that his game last week was essentially keep everything close to the line of scrimmage, don't make a mistake. He threw 21 for 29, 162 yards, one touchdown. He only took one sack. He had a quarterback rating of 97.2. Will Tyson Bajan be able to stretch the field and allow uh, the defense to not be all up on the line of scrimmage and then really take advantage of a, a Chargers defense that isn't great, but also a defense that's going to try and stop the run? So Tyson Bajan, can he stretch the field with his arm heading into this contest against the Chargers? Um, I don't know. You know, like that's the question. I don't know. I think that's the great mystery going into this game. I think that if you look into the numbers of this uh, Chargers defense. They are 29th in DVOA. They replaced the Bears as the 29th team in defensive DVOA. Uh, the Bears are 28th. And this is a team that has struggled to run the football in the in the the pan, in the, uh, the the Chargers, excuse me. And they've struggled to stop the run and also, they're not very good against the pass. We saw that last week against the the uh, Chiefs. And I understand. It's Patrick Mahomes, it's the Chiefs. They're going to pick you apart. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes threw the ball 42 times or something ridiculous like that against the Chargers, and they won that game uh, pretty handily. And I think that that might be the recipe for today's game. The question is going to be, can the quarterback from a D2 school make throws when you need him to? There was a lot of screens. There was a lot of running the football. The offensive line played really well. He got the ball out very quickly, but 11 of his passes were at or behind the line of scrimmage. And then they were relying on a lot of yards after the catch. 
And the question is going to be, if this team falls behind, it is now a nine-and-a-half-point spread. So the, the spread keeps on going up as we get closer to game time. It was eight-and-a-half yesterday, and it keeps on going up as we get closer, even though I've heard from a lot of people, yep. you know, uh, reading on Action Network and a lot of things, all of the sharp money is on the Bears tonight. All of the sharp money is on the Bears. Well, isn't, isn't Vegas just begging us to bet the Bears tonight? I, but, the, but the money keeps on coming in. Like, a lot of the money keeps on coming in on the Chargers, but the smart money keeps coming in on the Bears. Well, right, and, and that's where, like, you look at, it's one of those matchups, and you look at it and you say, something doesn't seem right. Like, the Chargers at 4-2, and two, at 2-4, two and four, they're not, like, some, like, this is what the line is set. The line is set at the correction on the, on the standings that, that you see tonight. So they're expecting the Chargers to show up and blow the Bears out. Just a complete blowout. And, and a, a quarterback in his second start looking frazzled, looking bad, not being able to throw down the field. Like, here, here's what's strange. is like, I asked you this, I think, on Friday night, either Thursday or Friday night when we were sitting in here for Black and Abdallah mm-hmm. uh, weeknight 6 to 8 here on ESPN 1000. If Justin Fields was starting tonight, would the line be at nine points right now? No. I don't think so either, and especially because if you look at the idea that the Chargers defense against the run, they're 10th in defensive rushing yards per game. But against the pass, they're 32nd yeah. passing yards per game on the defensive side. That, to me, that smells exactly like the situation that Justin Fields took care of against the Commanders. Absolutely. Isn't that exactly the game that Justin Fields had against the Commanders, a team that couldn't stop the pass? They're kind of good on the run, but they can't stop the pass. And what did Justin Fields do? He lit them up. He was fantastic in that Thursday night game. And also, you can look at what we were going into going to that game against the Commanders, like Chase Young, Sweat, like they've got players on that defensive line. It's going to be a problem. Look at last week. Max Crosby, they got players along that defensive line. Look at the Chargers. They got players along that defensive line. Like, it didn't matter. It didn't matter against the Commanders. It didn't matter against the Raiders because I believe the game plan was tailored to keep the ball away from those good defensive players on the other side of where they were lined up. And I think you can construct, and I, I would hope that Luke Getze would be able to construct that type of game plan where you're focused on running the football again, short passes. But the question is, is that going to be enough? Like there's a big difference between playing Sam Howell, Brian Hoyer, and then playing Justin Herbert. Like, that's a big difference. We're talking bottom-of-the-barrel quarterbacks versus a top-10 quarterback. In well, the right, league. and that's where the, the game script tonight is going to have a different feel than what the Bears, in these games that they've won, they've gotten up big, and then they're playing crap quarterbacks. Crap quarterback can't come up, come back on you. Well, unless you're it, the Broncos. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I mean, Russell Wilson at least has done it in the past. Yes. You know, Sam Howell has never done it. Brian Hoyer's never done it really in the yeah. past. Mm-hmm. Like, Russell Wilson at one point was a very good quarterback. So, like, I don't think it's that crazy. But I think that's also where the, the Bears' defense is going to have to show up tonight. 312-332-3776. What do you think? For Tyson Bajan, what do you expect from him tonight in his second start in the National Football League? Do you think he'll have a game like what we saw with Justin Fields a few weeks back against the Commanders, a team that was bad against the pass? This Chargers team is the worst in the National Football League against the pass. Will Tyson Bajan show up tonight and have a great game for the Chicago Bears? We'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. It's Black and Abdallah, Bears pregame. The new home of the Chicago Bears. It's the Game Day Tailgate Show with Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago.
It's Black and Abdallah. We're taking your calls at 312-332-3776. Well, Bears, Chargers pregame. We'll get you set for the network pregame show with Sylvie, Lance, and Dion coming up at 5 o'clock. That's right, four hours of pregame coverage. You'll hear the Bears right here on your home for Bears football, ESPN Chicago. Bears, Chargers tonight, Sunday night football. Abdullah, let's take a look around the National Football League. Week 8. We have a bunch of noon kicks that are now final in week 8. The Cowboys roll the Rams today 43 to 20. Dak throws for 300 yards and four touchdowns in the win. Let's go through how many games I can say this. Uh Stafford left the game. Yes, he did. Backup quarterback yeah. in there. You got backup quarterback. Like that's, that's the one. theme. The theme this week is the backup quarterback. That's one. Uh the Vikings beat the Packers 24 to 10. The Vikings are now 4 and 4 on the season. Kirk Cousins goes for 274 and two touchdowns until he, he left the game with an injury. It looked like he ruptured his Achilles. They said ankle, but if yeah. you watch the slow-mo video, his Achilles does the exact same thing that Aaron Rodgers did in the first game for the Jets. Also, uh, I will that loss, the Bears loss against Ooh. the Packers against the, at the beginning of the season looks like I, I know it's not college football looks and like horrendous. you can't say that, but it looks so bad because the Packers are now two and five. Like it is not not good. I watched a lot of this game today, and Jordan Love today, 24-41, 229 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. He took four sacks. He looks awful. Horrible. The Packers are really bad, Yeah, which is awesome to say as a Bears fan. It, yes, now, it'd be it nice is. if we were better, but... It'd be nice if the Bears had that win at the beginning of the season, though. But Green Bay is terrible. And didn't make everyone think of Jordan Love and be like, well, maybe... You'll, you'll see it online. The the super slow-mo close-up of Kirk Cousins' ankle. Yeah. Uh, there is certainly a pop in the Achilles slash calf area. Mm-hmm. And uh, that video is all over the place. So I guess we'll wait and see. The Vikings seem to be having a pretty decent year at this point. Four and four. Big win today. The Titans beat the Falcons 28 to 23. The Titans are now three and four. The Falcons are four and four. And boy... Here's my one thought. Will Levis was awesome in this game. Yeah. He threw for four touchdowns. Yeah. Tennessee, you got to switch your name back to the Oilers. The oh, old that's school your, that's unis. Your thought? That's my thought. Old school okay. unis, the logo on the field, it looked awesome. I don't care about the play on the field. Okay. Go to the Tennessee Oilers. It's so cool, <laughs> the throwbacks. Because my thought is. Uh, Will Levis might be a quarterback? Well, no, not Will Levis might be a quarterback, but uh, Ryan Tannehill, that's, thank you for your time and your friendship. Uh, yeah. I don't need to see you ever again in a Tennessee uniform. Best of luck to you, pal. Uh, the Saints, they beat the Colts 38-27. The Saints are now 4-4 four and four on this season. The Colts are 3-5. and five. Derek Carr goes for 3-10 and two touchdowns in this one. That's, uh, that's going to be a tough game next weekend for the Bears. The Saints defense is really good. I know they gave up 27 to the Colts, a backup quarterback, but uh, they're, they're a good team, and that's going to be a very tough game for the Bears next week. Two in the Dolphins. They beat the Patriots 31-17. Miami's now 6-2. and two. They bounced back after last week. Tua throws for 324, three touchdowns, and an interception. Yeah, I think that too. They just continue to to hum along. But again, that defense—it was dicey in the first uh, first quarter. It was seven to seven at the end of the first quarter. Then the Dolphins in the second quarter, for whatever reason, this year have been amazing in the second quarter. They put up ten points and just never looked back. Thirty-one seventeen. Another loss for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Two and six now. Not good for Bill Belichick. You have. Uh... What do you have? A little counter there going for the backup quarterback? Yeah, we're up to okay, three. All right. uh, three? Jacksonville beats Pittsburgh twenty to ten. 
Jacksonville is now 6-2 and two on the season. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence looked pretty good. Travis Etienne had a very good game as well, both carrying the football, 24 carries for 79 yards, but also a couple of receptions as well. Gets into the end zone. Uh, backup quarterback situation with the Steelers. Yeah, Kenny Pickett leaves the game uh, after going 10-16, 73 yards, had uh, one sack for five yards. Mitchell Trubisky comes in. Ah, your boy. How about, nope, Mitchell Trubisky comes in, throws Caps one. Guy. Throws in, throws one touchdown, two interceptions. Yes, he also had a uh, a fumble, a sack yep. fumble. Yep. Pretty so, good from uh, Trubisky. Where yeah. you at, Cappy? That's your guy. He did not lead a comeback. No, he did not. Uh, Eagles beat the Commanders 38-31. to The Eagles are now 7-1. and Even though Sam Howell played pretty well, almost 400 yards passing and four touchdowns for the Commanders quarterback. Eagles continue to win. So this game was tied 17-17 at the end of the third quarter, and then the Eagles put up 21 points. The Commanders put up 14, but the Eagles put up 21 points in the fourth quarter to move to 7-1. and they just that roller coaster of an Eagles team during the game, during the game, and then they just figure out a way to win at the end because they just have the talent. They have a good quarterback. They're never out of game. Seven and one now. The matchup between the uh, top two quarterbacks selected in last year's draft taking place: Panthers, Texans. Panthers get their first win of the season, 15-13 in a slugfest. Bryce Young throws for 230, uh, 235 and one touchdown in that contest. Yeah, now it's uh, you hope that the uh, the Cardinals maybe find a way to beat the Ravens uh, because right now you've got those two games, uh, those two teams at the top, and the Bears have that pick. Bryce Young, eh. C.J. Stroud didn't look good either, but Bryce, oof, not good. Uh, one game from the noon kickoffs that's still going on at this point at 324 in the afternoon central time. The Jets and the Giants tied at 10 in overtime, 726 left in overtime. Jets and Giants, so we'll let you know when that game goes final. Uh, there is a game in the later slate of kickoffs that is underway. Browns and Seahawks, mid-first quarter, seven minutes left. Seahawks already up 7 nothing in that one. And then there's three other games in the 3 o'clock window that take place this afternoon have yet to kick off. Chiefs-Broncos coming up soon, Ravens-Cardinals, and also the Bengals and 49ers, and that's the uh, 3 o'clock slate this afternoon. Going back to this uh, Jets-Giants game, there's a backup quarterback in Tommy DeVito is in. Uh, there's dueling backup quarterbacks. for Tyrod Taylor, who is in for Daniel Jones. Zach Wilson, obviously, in for uh, Aaron Rodgers. The, uh, the, the Giants have negative nine passing yards. And you say, Adam, how could you have negative nine passing yards? Sacks. Well, Tyrod Taylor threw eight yards but was sacked twice for seven yards. Uh, Tommy DeVito has negative one yard passing but also has nine yards worth of sacks, and that's how you get to negative nine yards in passing. That's pretty good. At least we have Tyson Bajan here in Chicago as we Continue to preview the Bears and the Chargers tonight on Sunday Night Football. It's Black and Abdallah on a Sunday, getting you ready for kick between the Bears and the Chargers. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. Dave in Downers Grove, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Dave? Yeah, hey, guys. How you doing? We're good, man. What's up? Awesome. Yeah, just a quick one. Uh, Obviously, there's been a lot of buzz about Tyson. Hoping he puts up some solid numbers tonight. Wanted to ask if you guys think it still would be premature if the Bulls, if the Bears pull off a victory tonight. Tyson plays well if quarterback controversy starts to pick up. I mean, you know, on paper, Fields is obviously the, the better quarterback, but it's it's all about you know carrying some momentum. Eberflus is pay, uh, playing for you know his coaching for his job. Mm-hmm. So, just wanted to hear your thoughts. Yeah, if Bajan looks good tonight, will we have a quarterback controversy next week? No. 
There will I, on the phone lines. Sure, people calling in Cap and J Hood tomorrow morning. Absolutely, calling into Carmen and Yurko, Waddle and Sylvie, into us at night. Absolutely, people will be calling in and saying, "Oh, Bajan needs to start. Why, why is Fields coming back? Bajan needs to start." They are going to start Justin Fields when he is healthy. Now, the leash will be shorter. And you know, Chris, like you know, when you, you've got a dog, I had a dog. You know how you, do you have a retractable leash or do you just have a leash? So uh, I, I use the normal leash. Okay, so I like know, the old school you leash. You know the retractable Yes, my leashes? wife has the retractable. Okay. I can't stand it when she brings that one so in. So you we, know how you, can, you can let it go the whole oh, length. Yeah. Or and you it gets can, tangled and then you have to go untangle it. It's a whole or mess. Or you can lock it at a certain place, right? Yeah. yeah. You're letting less slack. Less and less slack out there for Justin Fields if he starts to screw up. Because if he does, you know you have a capable backup quarterback that can go out not only manage the game, but if he goes out and like puts up numbers tonight, can go out there and actually win you a football game with his arm. I still think, though, that Justin Fields is going to start when he's healthy. Now, if he plays poor, let's say he comes back next weekend against the Saints, right? Mm-hmm. And looks bad doing it. And like they lose. And he's got two picks, a fumble, pick six, whatever it is. Then going into the Panthers game, then yeah. The questions will will go to Matt Eberflus of saying, who are you going to start? Because your quarterback came back and wasn't good, and you've got a backup who's won two games. But as of right now, they're going to start Justin Fields when he's healthy. Like, they're not going to—I don't think there's going to be any situation where they move off from that because of the fact that he's the starter. If he plays well, sure, you, you remove him and you put Bajan back in there if he, if he starts to play poorly. But I don't think you're, they're going to come out and be like, hey, Justin's healthy, but he's going to be our backup. I don't think it happens. Man, you're crazy. There's no way. If he balls out tonight, we no. are absolutely going to have a quarterback controversy in town. Not at Hallis Hall. They, now, won't. they won't. Now, Fields will be named the starter when he's healthy and ready to go. Okay. But the moment he falters... Then you have a quarterback controversy. Yeah, and and how do you get to that point? You get to that point by Bajan tonight playing really well, okay. and then you will have that in the future. Let's see him play well first. Oh, of course, it has to happen. The game has to happen tonight. If he plays well, though, you know it's set up for that to take place because here's the one thing we do know. Here's what we know with Justin Fields. He has all the talent in the world. For some reason, he hasn't been able to consistently put it together. Mm-hmm. So when he gets back in there as a starter... What he's going to be Lamar Jackson? He's going to be Patrick Mahomes? Well, it depends. He's going to be an MVP of the league? It's not going to happen. Well, is he going he's to be proven it already to this point? But that that's is, not going to happen. But that's is, not who he is. Is he going to so be? What the, will happen is he will falter at some point, and is everyone, if Bajan plays well tonight, will be suggesting that Bajan's the guy that should be the starter. Will he be the guy that played the Commanders, or will he be the Justin Fields that played the Vikings? Which one? It's up to him. That's my point, though. They're not. He's the one that hasn't been able to on, show up consistently. But on Monday. If they win tonight and Bajan balls out, Aberflus isn't going to step to the podium or tell Waddle and Sylvie when he joins them that, no. hey, Fields is healthy, but we're going to go with Bajan. No, that, that's not going to happen. But we do have a desperate coach of course. who is on the hot seat. I'm not saying that it's not so, going to happen. So if Fields goes out there against the Saints next week and struggles, absolutely, they're not going to just of hang around not. and allow him to struggle. But Especially if Bajan looks really good tonight. But people can call all day and all night. They're not going to change their mind until... Fields plays poorly against the Saints or the Panthers or whenever it is. To me, it's still a quarterback controversy. That, that, if he plays well tonight, uh, it's going to happen. Listen, tomato, potato. What, tomato, potato? Tomato, potato. I don't think it's an either or with those tomato, two items. Tomato, potato. It's not 
apple orange. Some people like tomatoes. Some people like potatoes. What? What are you talking about? You've never had a potato, a, a, a pasta with a zesty uh, potato sauce. You haven't lived. Tomato, potato. I honestly don't think you know what you're talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking. A potato about. sauce? Yeah, tomato, potato. What what potato sauces are there? Oh, I guarantee you, I can find a recipe for a good potato sauce. For a pasta dish? For anything. You put it on whatever you want to. Potato sauce. Look, the Czech ha- the Czechs have a great potato sauce recipe. Chicago Bears pregame. Pre-game. It's, it's the game day tailgate show with Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah on a Sunday getting you ready for Bears football. You'll hear the game right here with Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jason McKee on the sidelines. Bears and Chargers kickoff set for 7:20 this evening in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. Bears and Chargers Sunday night football. We'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. Bob and Juliet, you're on ESPN 1000 talking Bears. What's up, Bob? Here's my opinion. Um, I think Bajan is playing chess and... Uh, uh, Getzy is playing checkers. I think he's much more intelligent and uh, talented than every everyone gives him um, uh, credit for. So, um, I'm, if everyone does their job tonight, meaning the line and uh, pulling in receptions and uh, you know going for the second effort on the uh, running, uh, I predict the Bears' victory. Thanks. All right, thank you, Bob. There he is. Uh, Bajent playing chess, Getsy playing checkers. Your thoughts? I, mm, I feel like they're playing. They're trying to play the same game, right? Like, I don't think that they should be playing chess and checkers, right? They're one's calling, one's calling the offense, the other's executing the offense. It's kind of like playing Battleship with a partner, right? Like you both need to be on the same page. Maybe yeah. it's not Battleship. Maybe it's uh, what's that game? Uh, catchphrase? Like is it be- catchphrase? Yeah, we're really good at that. Yeah, we are. We take down any pairing at the station. Yep. There's your warning to everyone mm-hmm. else. Don't Black do a, ca- don't do a catchphrase tournament. We crush people we're in that. each other's minds. Uh, I'd say this, though. Uh, it's not like, <laughs> wouldn't Bajan to be playing chess be out there calling his own stuff? Yeah. And Getsy calling something very basic? Yeah, that would like be he'd the be... Comparison. I don't understand Bajan playing chess, Getsy's playing checkers. That doesn't make any sense. I could see Getsy playing chess and Bajan playing check. No, that doesn't make sense either. No, no, it doesn't. I don't know. I mean, if you want to compare the two quarterbacks, Bajan and Fields, and suggest that one is playing chess and the other is playing checkers, you could do that. I don't, sure. I don't know if I believe that because I think, I think Justin Fields, the problem isn't uh, pre-snap. I think the problem is when the snap takes place and then the processing and having to eliminate his options and figure out where to go with the ball for some reason it doesn't happen as quickly as it needs to be and and so you and I talked about it during the week you know there was there was the side by side videos of Fields and Bajan in the pocket dropping back i think it was uh, Robert Smiths of the uh the Bears blog who yeah. who had the video out there a lot of people have retweeted it it's gone viral uh, throughout the week but it is noticeable the footwork is quicker with Bajan, and the decision-making and the release and the football game out of the hand in the pocket, much quicker, much quicker. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that, that, that he's the better quarterback, but if you put the two videos side by side, you can see it. 
Justin Fields is slow and methodical in the pocket, and the footwork looks slow. Mm-hmm. And then the windup looks slow, and mm-hmm. the decision-making looks slow. Meanwhile, Bajan, pop, pop, pop. His movement, his, his ability in the pocket to make a decision, to move his head, and to, to throw the football is much quicker. So I, that's why like, I'm really pumped for tonight's game, because I want to see game two. If he can do that again, now we're talking about someone who can actually play. And I don't mean that in the, in the idea that you have to sit Justin Fields, but like it'd be nice if if we had two decent quarterbacks. Yeah, that would be that would be nice. But when you're watching those guys. two side by side videos, the result of those plays is that Fields moves the ball down the field in a more efficient manner. Like the like those plays. Like yes, before the ball is released, everything looks faster and clicks smoother with Bajent. But Fields is moving the ball down the field for more yards in every one of those plays. Like, he's finding his receivers down the field. He's, he's waiting for a, a hole to be opened up by the offensive line and running for a first down. Like, in all of those plays, yes, pre-throw, made the footwork looks there. He's going through his progressions. He makes the throw. Fields looks slower, but the ball's going down the field further resulting in more chunk plays. Yes, he's getting more yardage, and especially when he runs. You know, he's such a fast athlete mm-hmm. that the moment he's out of the pocket, he can he can almost beat any defensive player to a spot that he's trying to get to. You're right. The the plays, you know, Bajan's making quicker decisions, but those plays are going for less yardage. And yeah. that's where against a bad pass defense like the Chargers tonight, I would like to see him throw it Beyond ten yards, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that that's got to be the key. Not, I don't, I don't know if he can do it. I'm not saying he can't do it. I just want to see him do it, right? Like I want to see before we have this. Oh, there's a QB controversy, all this kind of stuff. It's been one win. It's been one game. Like let's all just slow our roll a little bit and see what he does tonight against the Chargers. And then tomorrow have 300 phone calls all day about how there should be a quarterback controversy and all that kind of stuff. I'll take the over. Oh, over, for sure. 300 over. phone calls. They'll be in the first 20 minutes of Captain That's J. Hood tomorrow morning. It's Bears Monday. By 7.20, they'll Absolutely. have over 300 phone calls. Tony, on the south side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tony? Hey, thank you guys for taking my call. You know, we're creating, uh, to me, this is my opinion, we're creating a false scenario here as far as with this Badger kid or whatever. Oh, he looks this, he looks that. Jason, Justin Fields looks like this, looks like that. If you're throwing the ball five yards behind the line of scrimmage and you're running the ball to get to, to wherever you're trying to go, what is that going to do? The, the offensive line that Justin Fields has, put, has played again with for the last three years has been minor league at best. So now all of a sudden this quarterback is going to come here and cure whatever that is. Fields is the starter of the team. Plain and simple, he, he's a better talent than this kid. If you're going to replace Fields, you go to the draft, spend one of them draft choices on one of these quarterbacks, and quit looking for uh, the quick, the, the quick and the uh, fix thing. That kid is not the answer. There's a reason why he was a free agent quarterback. There's a reason for this, and it seems like Chicago. This is my opinion of this. Seems like Chicago just wants to get rid of Justin Fields. 
Now, if I was Fields... Tony, that's was, not the I case. Be, no one wants to get oh, rid hey, of Justin hey, Fields. The, the case is that... Tony, you've been talking for 90 seconds, okay. a minute 30. Okay. I, I'm just saying that's not the case, though. Yeah. We want Fields to be great. We've said it for the entire season that the he best case scenario... He 30 games for the team. We keep saying that the best case scenario for the Bears is that Fields is the quarterback, and you don't have to use that first overall pick from the Panthers on a quarterback. That's what we've okay. been saying. Okay. No one's no okay. one's hoping that he's not the quarterback. The hope would be okay. he figures it out and he plays great. Okay, fine. Let's just okay. I just want to put this out there. Lou gets he comes from Packers, the Packers. Oh, he worked with Aaron Rodgers and all that. Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. The OC that they should have went after is in Washington right now, making that quarterback in Washington. Look somewhat of an all pro. That's who they should have went after instead yep. of this guy from that's Green fair. Bay. That's, that's fine. That's, that's just fair. my opinion. That's just, that's just my opinion, though. Thanks for the you call, know, Tony. Thanks, Appreciate thanks, you. Call. No, thank you. Thank you. There he is Tony on the south side. We're talking Bears football with you at 312-332-3776. Uh, we also have a major uh, breaking news update to a quarterback that was injured earlier today. We'll update the scores and that piece of news coming up next. The new home of the Bears. It's, it's the game day tailgate show with Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. Sunday talking Bears football kickoff tonight 720 Sunday night football Chicago Bears travel to Los Angeles to face off against the Chargers at SoFi well the network pregame show with Sylvie Lance and Dion coming up at five o'clock right here on ESPN 1000 all right Abdallah let's take a look week eight in the NFL some of the active games going on right now and earlier scores from the noon kickoffs are now final uh, let's go to this one first. Minnesota, they beat Green Bay earlier today, 24-10. to 10, And Adam Schefter has breaking news on Kirk Cousins, who from Adam Schefter is saying he tore his Achilles today, per sources. An MRI will be taken to confirm. Kirk Cousins, after the Vikings go on to win, 24-10, to 10, leaves the game late. Schefter now reporting a torn Achilles for Kirk Cousins. Well, and the reason, like we keep saying, it's such er- it's so early in the season, right? The Vikings are now four and four. They beat the Bears. They beat the 49ers. They just beat the Packers. Like they were finally starting to turn their season around. They're playing good football, and they're playing very good. That defense is insane. Uh, we saw it firsthand a couple weeks ago, and I think that you know that just sucks for them. I mean, we saw it in slow motion. That Achilles looked exactly like. Aaron Rodgers in the first game of the season for the Jets. And now, I mean, look, like they had a legit shot at the Lions here for the division because the Lions are still five and two. You know, they obviously have a game this weekend still. So um, they, you know, they could, they could have found a way to, you know, make some noise in this division. If you're just showing us some of the earlier scores from the noon kicks, Cowboys beat the Rams 43 to 20. The Titans beat the Falcons 28 23. Saints beat the Colts 38-27. Dolphins beat the Patriots 31-17. Giants and the Jets, that game went to overtime and the Jets prevailed. They win 13-10. Jaguars beat the Steelers 20-10. The Eagles beat the Commanders 38-31. And the Panthers beat the Texans 15-13. Anything else catch your eye from the games that finished up the noon kicks around the National Football League? Um, nothing really other than the Panthers winning. You know, obviously they've got one win now. 
They might win a couple more. Uh, I think it's, you know, people are going to, when we get to the game against the Panthers for the Bears, all oh, what's better? Uh, the better thing is that the Bears win that game yeah. and just bury the Panthers even further because you need to have them to have the number one pick. Four games going on right now. The three o'clock window in the NFL, week eight. Seahawks are up 17 to seven on the Browns. Under a minute left in the first quarter of that one. Chiefs and Broncos. The Broncos are up early 7-3 to over Kansas City. One minute left in the first quarter of that, uh, that contest. Ravens-Cardinals. The Cardinals are up 7-0 on the Ravens. Three minutes left to play in the first quarter there. And the 49ers and the Bengals are tied at 7. Three minutes left in the first quarter. And just like that, it is uh, the Ravens score. So <laughs> it didn't last long for the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, they went up early in their first drive, but the Ravens stormed right back in their first drive and uh, just scored the touchdown here. So pending the extra point, yep. that game should be tied at seven. But yeah, some good action today in the NFL. So we'll keep our eyes on week eight around the National Football League and the Sunday nighter, Bears and Chargers. You'll hear the game right here on ESPN 1000. Now, Abdallah, here on the show, we like to uh, look into the history of the oh. National Football League. And, and of course, as a Bears fan, uh, you want to hear this song. Obviously, it probably won't play in the stadium unless all those great Bears fans who are traveling the SoFi tonight will have the audio on their phone, but you know, after a touchdown, a field goal, you want to hear a little bear down. Yeah, absolutely. People in the stands will be chanting and cheering this, I'm sure, at SoFi. Because you know Bears fans are going to take that place over tonight. Oh, absolutely. There's there's I even if you thought the Bears weren't going to win a lot of games this year, that's a destination. You know, you go see SoFi Stadium. You get out of this cold weather for a weekend. You go to L.A. You go. It's a beautiful stadium, and you get to see the Bears, and you get to see a very good Chargers team, what you thought would be a very good Chargers team. They only have two wins, but a very good quarterback. So I imagine this and that uh, is one of the games that Bears fans circled early on the schedule to try to get uh, out there for a road trip for this one. Now, the Chargers franchise, they date back to the American Football League, 1960. They were in that uh, league from 1960 to 1969 when they joined the National Football League, 1970 to present. And they bounced around, right? They were in San Diego. Now they're in Los Angeles. Uh, and, and here's the key. We like to look at the history of the NFL because of the cool fight songs. And I believe that the Chargers may have the coolest of them all. Absolutely. Hands down, the best song in the league. We go to Captain QB and the Big Boys. Yeah. 1979. San Diego Super Chargers. It's so good. It's so 70s.
QB and the Big Boys from 1979. Did they have any other songs? The San Diego Superchargers. That is the absolute best song in professional sports. And in fact, it's such a good song. The team show just always stayed in San Diego because of the song. Yeah. It, it's, it's that good. Listen, when I, looked, when I look up uh, Zoo News, uh, if we do Zoo News today, if, we, if someone asks for Zoo News, yeah. uh, I didn't look for LA Zoo News. No, not no. going to do it. You're, San you're, Diego you're only, Zoo. You're only going to I'm honor looking, their yeah. roots in San Diego. Absolutely. You're damn right. I'm going to the San Diego Zoo. I'm not going to the LA Zoo. Jay, on the north side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jay? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks. Great show. Thanks, um, man. As, as a Bears fan, you know, obviously you want them to win. Hope they win a few games here coming up. Uh, let's say, hypothetically, if you're a GM or if you're a fan and you're, you know, middle of the pack, NFC North wide open, Bajant puts together a couple games, gets tonight, feels a little shaky, and it's week, you know, 15, 16, still have a chance in the playoffs. Do we, do we get, do we get funky? Do we try to, you know, switch it up, go with Bajant, who maybe had a little bit more success, or what do you, you know, how do you guys, do you chase the playoffs, or do you just say rebuild for next year? Oh, Jay, that that's easy. You're trying to win games. Yeah. I mean, th- this is not at the point anymore where Ryan Poles is sitting around, uh, you know, trying to remove talented pieces from this puzzle to then hope that we can win in the future. You got to win game. And if you look from, from the coaching side, I know the trade deadline is on Tuesday. And, and so, yeah, maybe uh, the Bears acquire someone. Maybe they send off a player who, who needs a new contract. We're looking at Jalen Johnson. We're looking at Darnell Mooney. Could those guys be on the trade block on Tuesday? You're trying to win now. The head coach needs to win now. If you're looking at this matchup, you have two head coaches that are certainly on the hot seat. Brandon Staley, in his career, he's 21-19 in three years. He's own one in the playoffs. Matt Eberflus is 5-19 in Oof, two years. No. You want me to read that again? No. In three seasons, Brandon Staley is 21-19, and Yeah, and he's on the hot seat. Eberflus, in two years, is 5-19. and mm-hmm. He's on the hot seat. He needs to win. There is not going to be... Let's hope that we can rebuild for next year. You got to try and win games now. Now, if you if you get to the end of the season, you got two games left and you haven't won more than three, then yeah, you're obviously in a situation where you're at the bottom of the barrel and you got to figure something out for the future. At this point in the season, week eight, you got to keep trying to win. The problem is going through the death chart, right? And I'm not saying it's a problem. I think that they need to win games. I think that it's more beneficial. Look, if you're hoping for uh, a draft pick, root against the Panthers. Because, and let the Bears' chips fall wherever they may, right? Let that draft pick happen wherever it is, right? Because there's too many guys on this step chart that are starters that are going to be around for the next few years where you can't just punt on the season, right? They're not going to punt on the season, and the Bears shouldn't punt on the season. You know, guys like DJ Moore, guys like Cole Komet who just signed an extension, guys like Darnell Wright, Tevin Jenkins, like guys that are going to be here for a while. I know Nate Davis signed a deal here, but he's not play, he's out today. Guys on the defense like Tremaine Edmonds that was brought in, TJ Edwards that was brought in, like guys that are going to be here Yeah, that, that need to learn how to win games. And if you end up with a quarterback, a new quarterback next year, then so be it. But this coaching staff is still coaching for their professional careers because if Matt Eberflus doesn't work out on here, out here, odds are he's never going to get another look at, at a head coaching job. He's going to go back to being a defensive coordinator somewhere and just you know float around and be a defensive coordinator somewhere else. Luke Getze, 
might not get another shot at being a, a head coach. Because remember, before the beginning of this year, we were talking about, well, what happens if Fields balls out and they play really well? Then you're going to lose Luke Getze and he might go become a head coach. That's a good problem to have. That means your offense is playing well. It means you're one of the top offenses in the league. It means you're being talked about. It means that guys want to want to replicate your offense for their head coaching job. Not going to happen, right? Isn't it the same mindset with if you have two good quarterbacks who are playing well? Like that, that's great. Yeah, that's it's not, not bad. a problem. No, it's not bad. If you have two bad quarterbacks, that's a problem. Well, which of course. we might, you know, see. Uh, it's it's still up in the air whether Bajan can be a good quarterback in this league. But you can still find ways to win games if your other players are playing well. That and just kind of okay, and then say, "All right, fine. We won a bunch of games towards the end here. We need to draft a QB still." It's blocking Abdallah on a Sunday, getting you ready for the Bears and the Chargers. ESPN Chicago. Chicago.